Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is it me or does it feel like the Yankees are having the Mets luck? The old Mets, you know, the BC Mets before Cullen Mets. It is reminiscent of years that would happen with the Mets in spring training where guys would get hurt left and right, and it was just one after another. And for whatever reason, the Mets have been able to clean that up, uh, at, at least this year, it seems, knock on wood. I mean, even last year, remember, with Jacob deGrom getting hurt right before opening day. And now it feels like the Yankees... And some of it, they make their own luck. Brian Cashman trading for Frankie Montas, where he was clearly hurt. And Cashman could say they did their due diligence and he was healthy. Yankees took a chance. I mean, Montas was he was hurt last year. He might have been healthy at the moment. He might have said he felt healthy at the moment. He wasn't. They may have overlooked some things. I mean, clearly he wasn't because he was hurt. He ended up getting hurt. And here he is again. So some of it's their own fault. But with Carlos Rodon, 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 Rodon. To start the season on the IL is a problem. The Yankees, one of the things we've been talking about all offseason long is that the Yankees didn't really upgrade their team outside of Carlos Rodon, right? Judge was brought back, and he had to be brought back, and we can get into him and in, in a few, too, where Judge turned down more money. Yeah, I might as well do it right now. Judge turned down more money to come to New York, right? We assumed that in the beginning we heard some of those rumors. Then the report came out yesterday from The Athletic, definitively turning down more money from the Padres to come to the Yanks. That is a, before we get sidetracked too hard, that is a player that wanted to be here. Not somebody that took more money to go to Texas, FYI. Anyway, I digress. Carlos Rodon was the one upgrade to this team, where you look at how did they get better from a year ago? Well, Judge came back. Rizzo came back. Rodone was a big upgrade. Now, you could also point to, you know, Peraza, let's say, at shortstop. And is he going to be better than IKF was last year? Volpe, if he makes the team, and I don't expect him to out of spring, but, you know, that's a spot where maybe they could be better. The addition of Rodone was one that made that rotation better. It took the Yankees starting rotation to another level. One that was by many considered to be the best starting rotation in all of Major League Baseball. 
Now, Frankie Montas sucked last year. He, he was probably going to suck this year if healthy, but he's not a non-factor anymore. So he's out of the mix, but you already lose one guy. Now Rodon starting, and look, it may not be that big of a deal. The strain of the left forearm muscle, which was an issue he had last year with San Francisco, maybe it turns out that it's not that big of a deal. But it's not like Rodon hasn't had history with injury. This was another thing. Again, I'm on record as saying I thought the Yankees should go out there and get him because it was the one clear move that they could make to upgrade their team. They almost had to do it to do something, right? It was the only move. They could have gotten a left fielder, but they didn't do that. But outside of that, I mean, they needed to bolster that rotation, and they did it. They couldn't afford Justin Verlander or didn't want to pay for Justin Verlander. Or DeGrom. So they went and got Rodon. A guy who has a history of injuries. I mean, he's always hurt. He pitched 178 innings last year. 178, and that's the most he's pitched in his career. Last year, going into his free agent year. Go figure. He did make 31 starts, even though he had this same exact issue. So maybe it's not a big deal at all. But maybe it is. And... The fact that we're starting off the year with it being a problem or with it being an issue is a problem. And it's not just that. It's not just Montas. It's not just Rodon. It's Bader dealing with an oblique. Now, this is not the Yankees' fault. Injuries happen. But that's why I said before, it feels like they they are starting to have the Mets' bad luck from recent years. Bader is another guy that you could look to and say, okay, well, where did the Yankees upgrade on the diamond this year going into the 2023 season in comparison to last year? Well, center field would be one of those. Harrison Bader may not be a stud player, but we saw what he did in the postseason offensively, and we know what he is defensively. And in today's game, there are not many good defensive center fielders. Bader is one of them. He's a great defensive center. He's an actual center fielder. You look at the Mets, they play Brandon Nimmo in center field. He's not a real center fielder. Bader is, which is why I thought it was a great move by the Yankees to get him last year at the trade deadline for Jordan Montgomery. And even though he was hurt, I felt he would come back and make an impact, and he did. Maybe even more so than anybody could have imagined with the power display in October. But Bader dealing with an oblique, usually those obliques are not just, oh, yeah, all right, take a few days off and we'll see you in a couple of days. See you in about a week. That could be an issue. And if you looked at him coming into the year, starting center fielder over what they had last year going into the year, I know Judge played there, you know, a ton and it helped out. And he may have to do so again now this year. But they lose their number two starter, two-fifths of their starting rotation, for who knows how long. And then potentially their starting center fielder. And not to mention the bullpen issues with Trevino and Canley starting the year on the IL. Those are two in the bullpen ones should not even be overlooked because those guys arguably are, I mean, they each could be eighth inning guys if needed. I guess you could even say they could each close if needed, but wouldn't think that would be the case. Although part of the Yankees closer by committee, you know, Clay Holmes, I don't think he's going to be the guy. He might be the lead guy, but I don't think he's going to be the guy. It feels like the Yankees are going to go with a closer by committee situation. 
And the fact that they would lose two key arms in that in that bullpen with Trevino and Canely, that's a problem as well. So think about this. We are still, you know what, 20 days or so away from opening day. And a little less than three weeks, I think. Three weeks was yesterday from opening day. And the Yankees are down their number two starter, potentially their starting center fielder, and two trusted, solid bullpen arms. And it's just bad luck, but some of it is also the Yankees getting players. You know, Bader, or Bader does have injury history. Rodone does have injury history. It is the Yankees taking a chance on guys that have had prior issue. And unfortunately for them, now, you could look at it and say, well, you'd rather be hurt now than October. Yeah, and I get that. And Rodone said the same thing. I'm not here really to pitch from now till the All-Star break. I'm here to pitch. Uh, he's here to pitch the entire year, but I'm here to pitch in the postseason. That may be true. That may be true. And nobody ever expect the Yankees to not be in the postseason regardless of who gets hurt. I mean, they could lose everybody and still make the postseason. They're the Yankees. They always find a way in. But this is not a good start. This is an LOL Mets type of start. And now these things somehow, some way are, are happening to the Yankees. And no rotation is deep enough to withstand losing two-fifths of their rotation going into the year for an extended period. You can try to hold up throughout the course of a year, lose one guy here, patch, you know, patch it up for a couple of weeks, a month, lose another guy there, patch it up for a couple of weeks. They cannot, nor could anybody else, lose two starters, especially one of that caliber with Rodon, and one who I guess they were expecting to potentially be that guy in Montas, be a, a top guy. I mean, when they traded for him, remember, the, Brian Cashman of the Yankees traded for Frankie Montas when they fell short of Luis Castillo, who we said at the time, it's got to be Luis Castillo or bust. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to give up what it would take to get Castillo. They end up with Frankie Montas. Think about what a disaster that was and what a drop-off that was. But the Yankees are going to have a difficult time filling the void in, or the voids in that rotation. And now what happens, because we've been through this plenty of times before the Mets, now what happens is you, you hold your breath because you're one injury away now from being screwed. All that depth that you had coming in, one more issue, whether that's Cortez hamstring act, uh, acting up, Sevy having an issue in some capacity, they're one move away now, one injury away now from being totally screwed to start the year. And the Yankees are going to have some competition in the AL East this year. Remember, people were overlooking Toronto now. After uh, going into last year, Toronto was the pick. Everybody was picking the Blue Jays. And they were overlooking the Yankees, as a matter of fact. Overestimating a young Toronto team. This year, it's the opposite. This year, it's, ah, the Yankees, they did it last year. They'll do it again. They're too good. They're not going to lose. Overlooking a team like Toronto. Now, who knows about the Rays? Who knows about the Red Sox? I really look at Toronto as being the one legitimate threat. And if Toronto gets out to a hot start and the Yanks have some issues because of injury, I mean, you may be looking at 
Think about the outfield for the Yankees. On top of the rotation being banged up, let's say Bader is out. And this is all hypothetical. We don't know the issue with Bader. We don't know if it's going to be an issue. But an oblique, you know, those things can take weeks. Even if he misses the first couple weeks, what's the Yankee outfield going to look like in that scenario? Stanton in right, Hicks in center, Judge in left. And remember, we're talking about nobody wants to see Hicks. Nobody wants to see Donaldson. And Stanton himself always has injury issues. All of a sudden, you start to look around the diamond at the Yankees, and while they're still the Yankees and their worst day is better than most teams' best day, there is cause for concern before we even get started here. There is reason to at least be a little worried with the Yankees because there were question marks anyway coming into the year. Did they do enough? Remember, The comparison wasn't Toronto, wasn't the rest of the American League East. That was a foregone conclusion. We know the Yankees are going to be the best team in the American League East. The comparison was the Houston Astros. And the Yankees did not do enough, at least on paper, to be able to compete with the Houston Astros. You want to paint best-case scenario? Well, it's already not best-case scenario. Losing Rodone at this point is not as far from best case. Losing Bader, potentially. Losing Trevino, losing Canley, far from best case. But let's just say that all those guys come back and everybody's healthy and good to go. Still, the Yankees would need Peraza, potentially Volpe. They still need those guys to be impact players. They're relying on Josh Donaldson, which you and I know that's not going to happen. But the Yankees themselves believe Josh Donaldson can be that difference maker. So even best case scenario... The Yankees are not on the level of the Houston Astros. And what do we have on, what is it, March 9th? March 10th? March 10th. What do we have on March 10th? Far from a best-case scenario. Now, you want to look at it in a good light? Not that injuries are ever a good light. I mean, it's March 10th. Better than September 10th. You want these guys healthy down the stretch. I understand that. I understand the regular season meaning has been minimized. But with guys who have been often injured, with key guys, and two guys in particular with Bader and Rodone, who were difference makers from a year ago, they were clear upgrades from what they had in that spot a year ago. Bader in center, Rodone is the number two guy in that rotation. Both those guys... Potentially going to be on the shelf, at least for a little while, to start the year. We know Rodone will be, and Bader dealing with an oblique. They could be losing both those two new additions to start the year. 877-337-6666. What are your concerns about the Yankees? We'll get into that. I'll get into Aaron Rodgers, the Knicks, the Rangers, KD, even the Oscars. I want to get into some Oscars. I can't believe it's Sunday. It snuck up on us. A lot to get to, a little bit of time. We're only going, you know, obviously we're going to 5 a.m. Just get on at 2. So the short show for you today, three hour show, as we go to 5 a.m. with the warm up show with Al. And I guess CeeLo is Rutgers. I told you Rutgers was going to win that game. I gave you a freebie last night. Of course, I didn't bet it myself because I went to do it through Superbook and I couldn't do it on the app because you can't bet Superbook in New York. And in Jersey, you can't bet on Rutgers, which is uh, a problem. But hopefully you guys figured out a way to do it and won some money on that one. But good for Rutgers as they'll advance to the Big Ten tournament. Anyway, 
We'll get into all the stuff that I just mentioned before and more. And your calls on the other side, 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 